Hi, this is Brian Kaplowitz, and my guest today is Steve Siskold. And Steve has a master's in marketing. He was the number one national sales trainer out of 500 for a Fortune 500 company. And he's the author of the best-selling book, What's Your Body Telling You? from McGraw-Hill. Steve works with audiences to help them access their deeper potential and break through to new levels of purpose, performance, and productivity. Thanks for being with us, Steve. Great. I appreciate it. So your book, What's Your Body Telling You, is mm-hmm. the basis for all your programs. Is that correct? Well, it's it's actually, it, it's, it was the beginning of the basis of my programs. And what I did was, I pretty much, uh, in What's Your Body Telling You, you know, which was, came out through McGraw-Hill and gave me a lot of exposure, out of that book, I actually got to do a lot of keynote speaking and in-house trainings um, because people were interested in, you know, some of the, the, the ways to, like you said, to get more productive, uh, less stress. You know, the results were starting to really happen. So um, What's Your Body Telling You is, is an introduction to, to that, like to listen more and 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 be aware of of the uh, abilities you have from your body language to uh, to beliefs that you carry. And I'm right now working on my next book, which will come out in August, which is called Whole Body Intelligence, which is actually the program that I use uh, as in-house trainings, and I coach CEOs, and then I speak on several subjects relating, but you know, from my sales and marketing background, combining it with my uh, psychotherapy background. It's kind of a combination uh, depending on what the organization's looking for. Can you tell us a little about the kinds of audiences that would resonate with your topics? Absolutely. Well, you know, I can just give you an example of where I've been, especially the last year, and and some some things that have happened there. Um, I, I've you know sometimes I get into little streams, as you know. So uh, I've done a lot of uh, meeting planner, smart meetings, and, and meetings where the hospitality. So I, uh, for instance, I've uh, been working, worked with the sales force, it's about 150, 200 people, at the Larkspur Collection. And um, just really helping them look, for instance, uh, in that training and, and in the keynote, to just to, to, to get a little more self-awareness around what they're doing in a sales call, what they're doing when they make a presentation, you know, how they plan their day, that they actually learn more about their behaviors, their habits, their body language, um, and even some beliefs that they carry inside about themselves and their organization. And, for instance, in, in that particular uh, talk, uh, people were just raising their hand like crazy and realizing that some of the beliefs they had carried around their hotel, around the image, around the competition, around themselves with certain kinds of customers, um, just turned everything around for them. So <clears throat> I just got back from L'Auberge, uh, so I've got a lot of calls from the hospitality and meeting planner industry. Um, I've, I've done work down at Google where they're just looking for, uh, and, and eBay, what I'm doing down there, a lot of my talks are around burning out, sustainability, resilience, you know, how to, how to not have so many people burned out uh, because of multitasking. So, you know, I've got that background, Brian, where I can come from the marketing sales angle, but I also, uh, in my presentations, bring a lot of science, <clears throat> how the brain works, the body works, which people are really finding fascinating because uh, it empowers them to actually make change rather than just a, an inspiring speech and then the next day they go back to work. They're actually 
having chances to interact and learn about themselves and assess themselves, and that's always my goal, that you're going to go with some takeaways so you can actually take it right back to the office or right back to the workplace. So what does your ideal audience look like? Well, my ideal audience is um, I like working with uh, people that are motivated <clears throat> either in sales, productivity, marketing. An ideal audience would be, um, you know, for a keynote, 200 and up, where um, I get them to interact and actually work. And like I said, uh, the, the industry doesn't really matter. I've spoken to, you know, at real estate conventions, and um, I spoke at the uh, direct re um, referral network of, you know, with American Express and Visa and all of the, they're called payment conventions. It, it seems to always be the same thing because I'm, I'm not particularly speaking on a topic that's relevant to one industry, but it's actually across the board in human behavior, stress, um, how to, you know, uncover and um, change some beliefs you have about yourself. And, and also uh, the organizations really like that I'll do a um, pretty much a, a lengthy interview beforehand and learn more about their mission, their purpose. I put that into my PowerPoint and and have people take a look at, you know, are they inspired by the company's purpose? Is there something that's really uh, driving them more than just coming to work? So it, it, it uh, whereas I've had some more sales and management teams, people looking for motivation, inspiration, changes, it seems like, you know, across the board from a Google to a hotel chain, it's still the same issues that I'm, that I'm helping people resolve and improve on. But you prefer, prefer working with corporate audiences? Well, you know, I, I like uh, two things, Brian. Like when I'm doing trainings, like a corporate audience, you know, they may have me in with a group of 25 managers or 25 salespeople, you know, something like that, or 40. Or, and then when I'm doing keynotes, you know, where it's a large convention, I have a, a talk that I've developed, which is um, kicking off the conference. Um, so in, in that case, you know, I like to go to nice resorts and where people are having a convention and they've brought their whole group from around the country and uh, everybody's excited and they've gotten there. And I, I'm uh, really a, a specialized in helping the people get ready for the conference and, and what do they want, what, are they, uh, what did they come there for, um, using their, again, their, their communication skills, interactive exercises. So I love uh, audiences who are gathering and I'm going to start a, a three-day convention. I uh, spoke at the Society for Marketing Professionals. They, you know, they said it hit a home run because it basically kicked people into gear very clearly, get them off the road. You're here now. What's your intention for being here? Let's practice some communication skills. Let's start, you know, talking to people in the room. And it just fires up and, as a kickoff. So I, I love to do those kind of events as well as in-house trainings where it's a specific sales group or it's a targeted conference on management. And um, I'm asked to, to basically have people, you know, get through. I mean, I've helped a lot of people in conventions, trainings, basically get through, you know, blocks and things that were in their way. Um, that I learned when I was the number one salesperson or I was in the top 20 at Shackley. I, I just learned a lot about how to actually, how my self-awareness and my self-management reflected on the results I got. Okay. Now you mentioned that you like to do breakout sessions and workshops. Are, do you speak anywhere in the country? I speak anywhere in the country and 
often I've given a keynote and then the next day we'll do a, a you know more of a workshop or a, more of an in-depth training so that people can actually have more time to to round table to practice to role play sometimes I'll bring in a camera and people will get to see you know a big subject I'm hired for is called executive presence um, they like to to see the difference of how they're presenting themselves and sometimes I'll bring a camera and and show show a smaller group you know right on but even in a large group I always bring people up to the stage and uh, you know have kind of a, a breakthrough if you will right on the stage which is one of my specialties just to get people to speak and talk about what they want and then noticing uh, what might be holding them back from that great and you mentioned that you use scientific information in your presentations. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, you know, for my own work, and of course as a as an author, a lot of a lot of uh, the books, especially in the self help and, and human development and performance, you know, you want to back it up with science. So I, I have a lot of science that I use. For instance, showing people how the brain works, um, showing people how the brain forms a habit. Um, showing people how um, various things in their body work that they're not accessing. And just giving some people some science behind emotional intelligence, body intelligence, you know, the, the, even the difference of the autonomic nervous systems, that when you're breathing in one manner, how it scientifically, biologically can speed you up and get you stressed and make all assumptions and make bad decisions uh, versus other practices you can be doing where scientifically I'll show that. Now, sometimes I'll do that with PowerPoint slides. I've even had some animated film of how the brain works and, and people find it fascinating and then you get to kind of see oh okay it's not it's not always just my fault I'm just learning now uh, about who I am you know biochemically and how my brain works if I understand that then I can actually make change that I that I fa find sustains I think inspiring and getting people excited is great but uh, my goal is always for something for them to take something home that's that they can practice and it's going to help them you know, keep that, that success last. Do you have any favorite stories that you like to share on stage? I do. You know, Brian, I tell a story, if, if you'd like to hear it now. Um, I, I tell a story about, you know, when I was, uh, one of the first things I really learned uh, was when I was about maybe nine years old or so, my dad came home. Uh, my dad worked at a grocery store. He worked really hard, and we would make jokes because he would come in and the, the rice would fall out of his pants, you know. And we would just, uh, just he would walk in, and you could just kind of see him kind of defeated and slumped over. And then one day he walked home, and it was different. Yeah, you know, he was like a peacock. His head was up. I mean, he just had that feeling. You know, if you if you see like a really happy bird, you know their wings are out, and if you see a sad bird, their wings in. Well, his bird, his wings were out, and um, he, he was sitting down and didn't say anything. And I just remember saying, "Dad, you know something's up. What's what's going on?" And uh, basically, he shared that he found a small little grocery store. It was called Midget in in Maryland. They have Giant and Midget. He found a little Midget store, and he, his dream was to own his own business. And uh, I said, well, that's great, Dad. That, that's wonderful. And as I did that, I looked over, and my mom was not happy. I mean, she was just like, what are you doing giving him that idea? So I watched my dad go from excited, and I'm sure you can relate to that. I think anybody out listening can relate to that, 
where you know you have a dream, you have an idea, you have an inspiration, whether it's in the office or, or at home, and then all it takes is one person sometime to to put it down, and you go, ah, just like a punch in your belly, and that's what happened to my dad. And when I was sitting in there, Brian, I noticed that it was still burning in me that I couldn't keep it down, and I kind of yelled out, why can't Daddy have his store? And my mom looked at me, and my sister looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. (laughs) And it just got my mom to loosen up a little bit, and she went the next day. Long story short, as we're on the phone, they bought it. About three days after they bought it, there was a Maryland food strike, and all of the supermarkets, the A&Ps, the Safeways, they all closed for quite a while. And my dad had lines around his store for five blocks. I mean, it was an unbelievable turnaround of success. It changed our family's life. I don't take the credit for it because my dad had the idea, but it really taught me about instincts and it taught me about acting on I- impulse and 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 when you you know stuffing stuff down versus having it come up, and um, and of course you know I love to engage people around that because people have that experience. But that's one story I love to tell. People laugh. It's it's fun, but it's also you know hits home as far as. Um, the amount of ideas and inspirations people have um, in their job and in their life, but for you know things they were taught by their parents or um, just uh, other experiences. Maybe I've worked with CEOs of you know were the last picked on a, a baseball team as a kid, and it still kind of bothers them. Or um, people who are speakers that get up and sweat profusely and get anxiety and don't know why, and, and they'll trace it back to something that happened at childhood, you know, like they got up at show and tell and got laughed at. So um, people really can relate to uh, some of these stories because they're, they're real and they're, they're about me or I tell client stories. I've got bunches of those, and, um, and that's pretty what, you know, my books and talks are about. Um, I'm a storyteller, and, and every story is followed with uh, some information or something to confirm the premise and then I love to do exercise with people to to get people to experience it themselves tell their own story for instance maybe share with somebody sitting next to them uh, somewhere where they had an impulse and and they're holding it down and and that always kind of sparks up the room people start raising their hand and and I invite them to get up and 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 tell us what their impulse is or their their vision so things like that that's a great story that you have. I really do like that a lot. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our Medium Planner audience before I let you go? Well, just that, uh, you know, for me, Brian, like I said, I have the sales background, so I do have a talk called Awakening the Spark and and uh, work with sales teams. And then I have the kickoff, you know, to, to get people aligned with the, the purpose they're there and, and practice some communication skills before the convention starts, which always enhances the convention. And then um, the other area I really like to work in is around, you know, beliefs, changing your beliefs. You can change your performance. And it just really helps people to look at uh, some of the beliefs they have about themselves and about their company. So I'm pretty diverse, but I always custom design everything and and talk to my clients. And uh, I just um, really appreciate what you're doing out there and and the fact that people are listening and uh, I love working with meeting planners because they are my client. You know, they're who I'm there for. So thanks for listening. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Our guest has been Steve Siskold. And if you'd like to learn more about Steve, you can find information about him at speakermatch.com. Thanks for listening.